0: Hey, what's up? It's Zach Neal. How you guys doing? So ask yourself this. What's really holding you back? Everybody's saying the same thing. I hear it a thousand times a month. I wish I had a better job. I wish I opened my own business. I wish I spent more time with my family. I wish I had taken a different path. What's really holding you back? You want the answer? I'm going to tell you right now. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> So what is really holding you back? You ever wonder that? Why haven't I done the things that I want to do? Why haven't I gone to the places I really want to go? Why haven't I tried more things or done more things or spent more time with the people that I love? All these questions, and I hear them constantly. I had a guy recently tell me that he can't sleep at night keeps himself up at night he can't get to sleep because he can't get any rest because he's worried that he'll never achieve the things he wants to achieve or that he'll never get into a new career path or he'll never do any of the things he wants to do and I said to him why makes absolutely no sense to me we're just wired completely different I really couldn't relate to where he was coming from because that that doesn't make any sense to me you want to know what keeps me up at night the thing that really keeps me up at night and really haunts me are missed opportunities. These are the things that I drive myself crazy with. I'll be doing 50 things, but if that 51st thing, that next one, an opportunity that I forgot to call someone back or I forgot to return an email or I I missed a deadline or I missed an opportunity for something that could have been something, that's the shit that keeps me up at night. That's the thing that I can't deal with. So not everybody's cut like me. I clearly... I understand that, that I am not the norm and a lot of other people like me are not the norm. So I wanted to dissect the psychology of this. What holds people back? What is it really? And I used to always have this, this kind of philosophy of my own and I would always, I still say this and I believe it to a certain extent, which is people do what they want to do. People really do what they truly want to do. Nobody does something that they don't want to do. You know, not things that they don't have to. We're talking about, you know, non-obligatory things. Nobody does stuff that they don't want to do, right? People do ultimately what they want to do. If they really don't want to be on a diet, then they don't go on a diet. And if they really don't care if they're overweight, then they eat whatever they want. And if they don't want to exercise, generally, until they've had a heart attack or cancer or some sort of bad health experience, they don't exercise. So people pretty much do what they want to do so if they really want more out of their life or they want to do other things why aren't they doing them what really holds you back so i've got the answer <laughs> i really do and i want to kind of talk about it in a few parts i don't want to just blurt the answer out and then podcast over right because there's there's a little bit of psychology that goes into it and there's a little bit of um thinking that you have to do about this you have to kind of touch base with yourself a little bit if there's something that you really want to do but you haven't why haven't you done it It could be a number of excuses the excuses could range from financial i don't have the money to do it i can't take the risk blah 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 i don't want to spend time going over the excuses because the excuses are irrelevant the core cause is the same so People don't do what they really want to do because of fear. Fear really is the thing that stops everybody. I'm afraid of losing my job. I'm afraid I won't make enough money. I'm afraid I will fail. So much fear in all of it. That's the thing that really holds people back. But like I said, this isn't going to be a simple throw the answer out there and just identify, well, it's fear That stops us from doing what we want to do. Why are we afraid? What are the real consequences of your actions? What could actually happen to you? Let's break through it. Let's start by creating a scenario. Let's create a simple, simple fucking scenario. Um, On a podcast I did recently about how to open a business, I used a pizza shop as an example of, of, you know, how you would open it. In this case, I want to make a scenario. The scenario is going to be you are a 35 year old. Uh, let's see what you're going to be an administrative assistant in a business office, male or female, doesn't matter. you are 35 year old administrative assistant, you make $45,000 a year. You have a decent benefits package. Your job consists of keeping a whole department organized underneath, you know, a senior director. So you're kind of a bit of a secretary and a bit of an assistant kind of wrapped into one. This is the scenario we're going to use. So in our scenario here, you're a 35-year-old administrative assistant to an executive. You're running all the admin for a department. You have a pretty steady income. You're making about $45,000 a year. Um, You've got a good benefits package. You're married. Um, You've got a, a child at home three-year-old child let's just say i'm just going to kind of make this young family kind of thing right you a spouse and a child spouse makes about the same amount of money you do so together you're cranking in about ninety thousand dollars a year pretty good living for two you know two people and a small child you've got a pretty comfortable life you don't really worry about money you've got plenty you've got good good benefits everything's pretty comfortable you only work monday to friday you're off work by four o'clock every day Here's the problem. This job and this life, it's like a hot needle being stuck into your asshole every day. Just doesn't sit right with you and it's irritating and it's scratching because it's not what you really wanted, see? Back in the day, you didn't go to college to become an administrative assistant. You actually went to culinary school for baking. (laughs) Just follow me on my story here. You went to culinary school for baking. You loved baking. You loved pastries and cakes and pies. You loved the artistry of it, the decorating, the taste, the smell of freshly baked bread and cakes and pies and cookies and crumpets and scones. You loved it all. Everything about baking you loved and you really loved when you went to culinary school. Culinary school was a two-year gig for you. When you got out, you briefly worked in some jobs in the big city as an assistant pastry chef, an assistant baker, you worked in a bread company, you worked at a fancy restaurant as a pastry chef, you tried your hat out, but you realize, you know, back in the day at that point, 15 to $18 an hour was top of the food chain for you and it was really hard work and there was no real opportunity or advancement for you unless you were to open your own place. And that was your dream. You really, really wanted to open your own bake shop. You you dreamed of it since you were a young person. You always had a, a passion for bakes, for bakes, <laughs> for baked goods, for baking. You were into it. You loved the bakes, right? So somewhere along the way, around 26, 27 years old, you thought you're not making enough money. You're up late. You're working the you know three to midnight shift every day in a hot kitchen. You're slugging it out for $15 an hour. There's no real advancement because there's three people above you till you get to the next position that mattered in this fancy restaurant. Everywhere you go, it's the same thing. The senior pastry chef has seniority. You just can't fucking get around this. You met this person. You're going to get married. You need to get a better house or a better apartment or another car. You need real money. So here comes the administrative position. It starts off at 35,000 plus benefits. Now you've been in this position for eight years. And you've got the good benefits, and you've gotten the raises. Now you're up to forty-five thousand a year. And if you stay here, there's a there's an advancement opportunity for you in another year or two, where you could go another step up and get into that sixty thousand dollar, almost double your salary. Get into that sixty-sixty-five thousand dollar range. And the ten-year prognosis is you're going to be up to seventy-five, eighty thousand dollars in ten years. And by the time you're up, you know, five or six years before retirement, you could be a you know a senior executive, or you could be a, a vice vice president of a department you'd be looking at a six-figure salary problem again this all sounds good but the problem again is it's not what you wanted. you're not happy every night you dream and you wonder what would have happened if you opened your own bake shop if you had just gone for it what would it have been like if you had gotten that loan from aunt sally or uncle bob or the family member that had the money or the line of credit you could have used from the bank your parents would have helped you someone would have helped you what would life have been like had you opened that bake shop now you live with regret and of everything in the world to live with, I promise you of all emotional tortures that exist, the number one worst thing you can ever possibly live with is regret. Regret is a fucking bitch and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. The time is past, The opportunity is gone. The moment is missed. You can't do anything about something you regret missing out on or not doing. So you're already living with regret. But here's the beautiful news. You're 35 years old. There's plenty of fucking time to do the thing that you want to do. But why haven't you done it? Why won't you do it? You won't do it because you're afraid. You're afraid. Get this, pay attention now. You're afraid that you're going to fuck up the cage that you've built around yourself. By cage, I mean prison. By prison, I mean the things that you have accepted this shitty life to have. The nicer apartment or the house or the better car, the slightly better car, the furniture, the things, those things that you have, the prison that you've built around yourself. For mediocre, average, run-of-the-mill, moderate things and lifestyle that you've built, you're so afraid of losing them these average okay things, the Keurig coffee maker, the 60 inch $750 TV, the upgraded Netflix and Apple music packages, the subscription-based services like Amazon Prime, the Hyundai Elantra instead of the Accent, (laughs) the uh, whatever, or the Toyota Sienna, right? Right? the two-bedroom apartment instead of the studio, or the house in the suburbs instead of the apartment in the city, the benefits package, all these things that you now live for. You live to work, right? Or do you work to live? See, in this case, you work to live. That's your reality. When you live to work, you love what you do. But in this case, no, 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 you work to live. So this prison that you've built yourself, this is what you're afraid of losing. And it's such a mind fucker, isn't it? Think about it. You don't need any of this shit. I'm here to tell you that you don't need any of it. And in the long run, if you chased your passion, if you chased your dream, you'd most likely end up better off in almost all regards. But most people won't. And the thing is, the older you get and the longer you live in the prison, the harder it is to get out of it because just like a person living in a real prison, you get institutionalized. You absolutely become institutionalized. You don't know how to live on the outside anymore. You only know the Olive Garden, the routine, the nine to five, TGI Fridays, Target, Best Buy, Home Depot, Bed Bath & Beyond, right? This is what you know week same shit on the weekends all the time your two weeks of vacation every year your hopes and dreams get further and further down the road with every passing month with every passing year the things that you hope for the dream of the bakery becomes a further and further distant memory like a faraway place that you can just look way down a country road and somewhere out in the distance there's a little flicker of light from where that dream used to be with every year it gets further and further from reality because you're getting older and you're building your prison walls taller and taller. The furniture that you didn't need but you put on credit. One more bill you have to pay off and it's locked to a timeline. Three years you got to pay it off in another car loan for five years. A refinance on the house you can add more space that you don't need or add a swimming pool or a garage that you can fill with things that you can't afford that you'll have to work harder to pay for. This is the reality of the prison that you've built yourself. And ultimately, this is the thing, the number one reason why you are held back. This is the fear is of losing the things that you didn't need. But when you were young, when you were 18, when you were 15, when you were 10, when you had the dream of being a baker and having your own bake shop, you didn't have any of those things and you didn't need them. Oh, for various reasons, maybe because you still lived at home with your parents or maybe because... You just didn't need that much. Your dreams were more important than things at that point. Your quality of life was more important than what you had physically. For whatever reason, somewhere along the way, you traded your happiness, you traded your backbone, you traded your morals and scruples and values and dreams and hopes for Hyundais, Keurigs, Home Depot, Target, Best Buy. This is what you traded it for. Is it worth it? Fuck no, it's not worth it. Are you out of your fucking mind? Of course it's not worth it. It's horse shit. You traded it for a pile of shit. Now what are we going to do to undo this motherfucker and get you right? Let's undo it. Let's dissect it. Let's break it down. Let's figure out why none of that bullshit matters and that you don't fucking need it. All right, let's do this. You don't need any of this bullshit. Yeah, things are nice. I like things. I like having all kinds of gadgets and fucked up things and I love motorcycles and... I love all kinds of shit, shit that money buys you, but I don't live on credit, and I don't want to live on credit, and I don't want my life to be on a leash, and my hopes and my dreams and what I want to be and aspire and change the world and help people, all that shit matters more to me than stuff, and the secret is, if you really want to have the cool stuff, the most stuff, the best stuff, you got to follow your passions and your dreams first because that's the only way you're going to make the real money. Because you're probably not going to give 110% to this fucking admin job that you, or whatever remedial job you do that you don't really care about. You're just there for the money. So you're not going to give 110%. You're not going to work the extra hours and be passionate. You're not going to fucking change the world in this position. So what do you do? Get out of the fucking prison before it's too late. Identify the problem. The only reason why you haven't done the things you want to do is because you're afraid. And that fear stops you from learning how to do it. Another big excuse I get is, well, I don't really know. I mean, I'd love to do something like that, but I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know where to begin. Motherfucker, Google. You begin on Google. google Google.com and ask a question. I swear to you, it has the answer to just about anything in the world you could want to know. And if it doesn't have the exact answer you're looking for, it'll get you pretty damn close. It'll get the the ball rolling for you. tell you where to look and how to find it. I don't know where to begin. It's easy you start asking questions you know where to begin you're a fucking human being you're of high intelligence you know exactly where to begin you don't want to begin because you're afraid you're afraid that if you go down that path and you start actually learning how what you're supposed to do learning how to do it then you're going to have to face the reality that you're a giant pussy and you're scared then you're going to might have to look in the mirror and face the reality that you are the one holding yourself back with your own fear nobody wants to admit that so it's easier just to be ignorant plead ignorance and say hey I don't even know where to begin. I would love to be a writer. I always had a passion for writing, but publishing a book, I don't even Really? I've got an eighth grade education and I've just become a published author. I signed a fucking book deal with Kordo, one of the world's biggest book publishers. I have an eighth grade education. I've never written a book in my life. I just became a published author. What's your excuse? I bet you have a higher level of education than I do. You're probably smarter than I am. What's your excuse? I've had somebody give me that exact scenario, loves writing, writing is my passion, I want to write children's books, this guy told me, it's his passion in life, then write, if you want to write children's books, why the fuck aren't you writing children's books, it's not like you need permission slip, what are you waiting for someone to give you permission to go do what you want to do, go do it, write a fucking children's book, instead of sitting on your couch watching a dumb TV show, open up your laptop, or your desktop, or whatever, your phone, whatever the fuck you have, and start typing. Write a children's book. Don't talk about writing it. Write it. You know, don't talk about the things you want to do. Fucking do them. I can't. I don't understand this. I can't stand when people talk like that. I don't know where to begin. I want to do this, but if you want to do it, do it. But you put it out there and you say, "Well, I mean, I could write the book, but then I wouldn't even. I wouldn't know the first thing about how to get it published or who to reach out to." You just make it like this little this little sound bite that you say. It's like a. It's an excuse. It's an acceptable excuse. Like, well, I don't... I mean, I'm not a book publisher. I'm not a... I don't know anything about... I'm not a business person. I like to bake, but I wouldn't know the first thing about opening a bakery. Learn. But you don't learn. Because you're afraid. Because the fear. It's all subconscious. This, I'm not saying this is on the tip of your brain that you know this at the time that you're saying it. It's a learned behavior. It's a fucking... anatomy of fear. It's what it's. what It's what it's built out of. It's just... This common, normal thing for people to talk about. And then then the follow-ups, oh, maybe someday. When, when you're dead? What makes you so confident you get another shot at this? What if you knew for sure, if you knew 100% for sure that there was nothing after you died? No heaven, no hell, no afterlife, just fucking death. Isn't that scarier? Honestly, because then that really means that this is all that there is. Just this life, this moment. And if you don't do something cool with it, You're never going to get another opportunity. Well, what do I care? I'll be dead. You should fucking care because this is the gift. Life is the gift. It's not something to be wasted. Make every day count, man. Live, live, live to the fullest. Smile, love, fucking go for it. Be something. Before I get too motivational, let's keep going with why you don't do it. Because you're afraid and everyone's afraid. You don't want to face that fear. You're not ready to face it. So you make dumb excuses to cover up the fear. If you were to face those fears, if you were to start learning, instead of saying, I don't know where to begin, if you actually did know where to begin and started learning how to do it, well, then that would go into the next phase, which would be, well, now I know how to do it. I might have to do it. And then what would your excuse be? You would no longer be able to say, I don't know the first thing about publishing because you'd find out and you'd get a a hold of a couple children's book publishers and then then you'd write a fucking children's book then maybe you'd stick an envelope in the mail and mail it out to a publisher or email it to somebody and to see if, if they got any good feedback and then you know what might happen the craziest thing they might like your book then you might negotiate a little a little contract to write it and somebody might actually publish your fucking book and just like that, you might become a published author, and you won't get rich off of a children's book—absolutely not. And you probably won't even make enough money to eke out even a, a poverty living. Writing one, but if your book does well, well, what if it's a series? What if you're writing four books a year? Well, maybe you're making ten to fifteen thousand dollars per book. It's about average, right, for a book writer these days. Ten, fifteen, maybe twenty thousand a book. Well, shit, if you write four of them a year, well, that's eighty grand. Well, that's a little better isn't it what if he wrote five what if he kept writing children's books to the point where they were where they were doing so well that she became a known children's author maybe you're the next fucking barney or the next wiggles or the next whatever maybe you get a bigger company to license your product or maybe you get ambitious and you start to make a merchandise line or dolls or toys that go with the characters in your book i wonder what jk rowling thought when she was writing harry potter You think she knew it was going to become one of the biggest franchises in the world, not only in book, but in movie and merchandise and apparel and a fucking universal theme park experience? At some point, she was just writing a book. But we're not going to get into all that because it's easier to let the fear dominate you and to just say, I don't know the first thing about that, rather than fucking educating yourself. I bet you if you got cancer... You're not a doctor. You probably don't know the first thing about that either. But how fucking quick would you figure it out? You go to the doctor and he tells you you've got a little spot of skin cancer. Basal cell carcinoma. He tells you some shit like that. I bet you fucking Google that. I bet you're on Google within 10 seconds of leaving the doctor's office. Maybe while you're still sitting there typing in basal cell carcinoma. You probably fucking wonder. I might be saying that wrong. I might be basal cell. I'm not a fucking doctor. Either way. You're going to type that shit in so fucking quick, you're going to be an expert on that within an hour. You're going to know everything there is to know. You're going to be on WebMD and this one and that one. You're going to become a fucking medical doctor on of the internet within a few hours. You're going to know every fucking thing to do. You're going to be eating broccoli and kale shakes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You're going to be putting on 70 layers of SPF, SPF 50 even when you sleep. You're fucking white knuckles, tongue-in-cheek, can't wait to get the thing removed, freaking the fuck out right? You're going to become an expert immediately. You'll never say, oh, I don't know the first thing about skin cancer. You'll say, I'm a fucking skincare expert, motherfucker. And all it took was one word, the doctor, one phrase, the doctor telling me that I had some skin cancer. Boom, skincare expert, skin cancer expert. Why isn't it the same with our hopes and dreams? Why don't we put the same motivation about, you would put that much motivation and inspiration into staying alive, Why don't we put that much inspiration and motivation into being alive, living a quality life, actually being happy, actually following our dreams? Why do we stay in relationships that we're not truly happy in? Why do we stay in situations that we don't really belong in that aren't fulfilling or rewarding to us? The answers to all this are exactly the same as I've been giving you so far. It's fear. Fear, 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 fear. The fucking boogeyman of, of modern existence the thing that holds us back, and the excuses that we make to cover up for the underlying fear. So now we've identified what it is. You want to know what holds you back? Just like the beginning of this. Why don't we do the things we want to do? What's really holding us back? Well, now you know it's fear. Afraid of losing the prison, the cage that we built for ourselves, of things and circumstances and situations that we don't even need. We're afraid to undo it. Now that I've beat you up and called you names, and pound it on your head a little bit. Now let's talk about how you're going to beat it, how you're going to overcome it, how you're going to do the things that you want to do, how you're going to get rid of your fear, beat it, and win. Do you want to talk about that? Because I really want to talk about that. I don't want to get any more pissed off than I am right now thinking about people being held back from their true potential by fear. So let's talk about how you're going to win and beat it right now. Here's how you beat the fear. Baby steps, but it works. It works. This is how you do it. I'm going to give you this. It's a fucking gift. You're welcome. You just start making plans. It's the simplest thing. Talk about it. Make plans and talk about your plans all the time with anyone who will listen. Your people, your friends, your families, your lovers, your children, your whoever's around you, your coworkers, whoever's close in your group. Talk about it out loud. Start telling people that you're going to do it. The more you talk about it, the more pressure you put on yourself that you have to deliver on the promise, and it stops you from being able to backpedal. It also alleviates the fear. See, when you start planning something, it becomes a lot less scary. All the unknowns start to fill in the gap with knowledge. The cure for fear is knowledge. Ooh, that is powerful if you think about it. The cure for fear is knowledge. And you've all, we've all heard the expression, knowledge is power. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's good. Knowledge is power. But the cure for fear is knowledge. Because when you know about something, that means you understand it. When you have an understanding of something, you know when it's rational and irrational to be afraid of something. A rational is a healthy fear. A rational fear is a healthy fear. If a fucking bear is chasing you, you should run and probably be afraid. (laughs) If someone pulls a gun out to rob you, you should probably cooperate with what they're asking and also be afraid. If you have the opportunity to have a better and happier life, you should not be afraid. Do you see the difference? This is a rational fear, being afraid of a man with a gun or a bear that wants to eat you. An irrational fear, being afraid of taking the steps to have a better, happier life. So to overcome your irrational fear, you simply start making plans because making plans gives you knowledge. So the next time you think about whatever it is that you wanna do, broad spectrum of things, singer writer actor poet musician bake shop owner restaurant owner having your own business trying on something different whatever it is right start to actually learn about it so that you can never again say well i love to dance but i wouldn't know the first thing about opening a dance school then start learning take google as your best friend google is now your professor your teacher your instructor your guidance take google and start asking it a bunch of fucking questions and start learning do some research i don't care what job you work everybody's got everybody spends fucking an hour minimum a day dicking around on social media so spend that time learning about what it is that you would like to do with your life when you start doing things like that it makes it become real when you start learning about the steps it would take to actually you know what what would it actually take to open that big shop you know i've for years and years, I've said I wanted to do it. and I've never fucking really paid attention. What would it actually take to do that? And start looking into what it would actually take to do it so you can figure out and, and desensitize it. It's not going to be scary anymore. Well, huh. It says it costs about... A, to open an average bake shop is going to cost approximately $75,000. Well, I could get $75,000 in a, for equipment and a lease. and I could do that. Well, I know how to make all the recipes. And you, you just start to dissect these things. And by learning and making plans... You're getting knowledge and knowledge overcomes fear. And then talking about it. Talk about it out loud. Talk about it with your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever you love. Talk about it with your kids or the people that you would normally confide in or make conversation. And tell them, you know, I've always dreamed of having my own bakery. I actually think I'm going to go for it. If you're married or in a committed relationship or you have kids, this needs to be open conversation. No surprises. You need to get everybody on board with what you want to do but get them on board. If they love you, if they care about you, they're going to support you. So get them on board. Like, this is what it is. And don't worry about the money. For God's sake, if I'm going to push anything on you, it's this don't worry about the fucking money. Money's nothing. There's always more of it. It's just fucking green paper, man. Don't let that be the thing that steals your life joy from you. It's just paper. Okay, there's gonna be money. There might not be money right now. Making these decisions might make you suffer for a little while. You might lose some shit. Fuck your credit up. Go bankrupt. Don't worry about that. These are just labels and titles. They're fucking ones and zeros in a computer system somewhere. Credit's not real. Money's not real. What's real is you. Your heart, your lungs, your breath, your soul, your life. That's what's fucking real. Don't worry about the other shit. It's just a blip on a screen. Do what you got to do. Everything else will sort itself out. I know multimillionaire, successful businessmen have come back from massive bankruptcies and being broke believe me focus on what matters when you start making those plans like i said you also start learning and knowledge overcomes fear And when you start talking to everyone around you about what you're going to do it puts pressure on you that you can't back out of it you can't allow your fear to take over it helps eliminate it it also makes it become a real thing it's like hey a lot of people start talking about that they live in an apartment for a while and they they dream about buying a house and then one day one somebody gets serious and goes why don't we go start looking at houses like Let's just start looking. I, we want, well, we don't have the money. Well, we'll figure that out. You ever heard that expression? Some guy or some girl in a relationship is telling the other one, "Oh, how are we going to afford it? Don't, well, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. That is the best fucking answer because that is blind optimism. That is blind faith. That is just you knowing in your gut that if I want something or I want to go after something, it's gonna, I'm going to figure it out. I'll, it'll work itself out the answer will present itself you can't just sit on the fucking sidelines waiting for something to happen you have to go after it you have to try and then you will it into existence make it happen i don't know it'll work itself out don't worry about that it's going to work itself out it'll it'll we'll figure out a way all these little expressions they all mean the same thing And they start going and start looking at houses it becomes real they start getting excited and that excitement leads them to start digging into things they would have never thought about before well didn't I have some sort of like inheritance from my grandma from a couple years back and I got some bearer bonds I think and let's see what those are worth and you know we've never talked to a lender about a mortgage what it would even cost start having that conversation because you've never had it next thing you know you find out that really we could actually get a mortgage for less than we pay in rent that's unbelievable we'd have to come up with $10,000 down well that's a lot of money I don't know how we're going to do that but You start digging again, and next thing you know, you find out that there actually is a way for you to come up with $10,000. And look at that. And before you know it, that couple, you know what they're doing? They're buying a fucking house. Seems like an impossible thing, but there it was. They started making plans and the plans gave them knowledge and the knowledge and the plans made it become real and talking to people about it and friends and family and said, we found a house we're going to put an offer in and all that shit and talking to mortgage lenders and bankers and different people and telling their parents and their friends that they were trying to figure out how to buy a house and asking for advice. That whole process put the pressure on them that we've been talking to. It made it real. It made it real and it took the fear out of it because once they got the information, they probably thought it's too expensive to have a house but then they realized that, God, they're paying $1,500 a month for rent and they could mortgage a house for $1,200. they are going to save money. This is an unbelievable thing. It's a miracle when, you're, when your brain fucking lights up like that and something connects and you just get it. So get this. Overcome your fear. You want to start? Make a plan. Stop being afraid. Get out of the cage. The prison that you're living in is bullshit. Unless you're telling me you're happy and you don't want anything else out of your life, then what the fuck are you listening to my podcast for? If you got everything figured out get out of here go live your happy life and be fucking happy but I don't have it all figured out certain parts of my life are so happy certain parts of my life are wonderful my children are the best thing that have ever happened to me the best thing I've ever done spending time with them lights me the fuck up man it's the most wonderful thing my two daughters are, are the I swear to God they're the best thing in the whole world they're the best two kids that ever lived I swear to it. I love them. They bring me a ton of joy. Certain parts of my businesses, certain parts of my career bring me joy. Certain parts bring me fucking misery. Trying to undo a lot of those things. Not everybody's got it figured out because not everybody's perfect. Nobody's got all the answers. So if you want something more, let's go get it. Start right now. Send me a fucking message. Direct message me on Instagram. That's where I like to get messages. At the real Zach Neal. Direct message me right there i will help you any way that i can i will be your advocate i'll be in your corner i'll talk to you i'll give you advice but take this right now stop being afraid there is nothing to be afraid of don't worry about losing the prison you've built who gives a fuck so lose some shit downgrade give up the house is it your dream house Are you live in a fucking castle no so what do you care downgrade sell it move back into an apartment for a period of time Lower your bills down. Do whatever you have to do to chase that dream because you only have one shot at this life, one chance. That's it. So try to be happy. Don't live with regret. Regret is worse than any disease on the planet. Go after what you want. That's it. I just told you. I just blew your mind, hopefully, and told you how to overcome your fear. And I identified what holds you back from doing what you really want. Hit me up at The Real Zach Neal. I'll talk to you guys next time. See ya.